0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand. The place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. The set time for favor. I repeat, the set time for favor. Last week, Sunday, Pastor was speaking to us about what mercy said no, that was a defining moment for me. I cannot explain what happened to me last week's Sunday. It was like my crowning moment. It was, if you know, we receive great word in this house. But if I'm going to select any word, it will be that word. And the reason why I will select that word is because of the mercy of God. Because I know that if it had not been for his mercy upon my life, I wouldn't be here this morning. And so when we were being ministered to, and especially when it started when pastor was praying for the children. Wow, there was such an anointing that was flowing. And then when it got to the women, I was like finished. It was so incredibly powerful. I couldn't stand. And as I fell, the Lord spoke to me. He not only spoke to me, he showed me stuff. But they're personal stuff, so I won't share those ones. But part of what I saw and what he said is that my set time of favor has come. And I want to announce to you this morning that your set time has come. Your time to be favored. And I know you've been experiencing favor here and there. But when there's a set time, things will begin to happen that will baffle you. Things will begin to happen that will cause you to be suspicious. I got up from this place last week. And I started experiencing favor like I have never experienced. And you need to know that I'm someone who is highly favored. (laughs) I usually experience the favor of the Lord. But then things started happening in a very odd manner to the point where I got suspicious of, of this person. So let me say I was being favored by Ryan. And I was being favored in such an incredible way. You know, if I say this, in fact, I could take anything from you. That was the level of favor I was operating in. I could take anything. But I said, can I have your car? Of course you can. That was the level of favor. And and when all this was happening, I thought, Lord, this is (laughs) auspicious. What do I have to give in return? You you know there's a level of favor you begin to operate in that you begin to suspect that there's something behind this. That at the end of this favor, (laughs) you return favor for favor. But the Lord had to remind me, he says, I have favored you. Now the reason why I can share this with you. Wow, I need specs. Wow. One second. I uh, praise the Lord. I'm so sorry for doing this. But I forgot that I that I wouldn't be able to read my own notes. <laughs> okay. All right, Psalm 102 verse 13. Hallelujah. Ah. It says you arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Do you know why I know that it's my set time apart from the fact that the Lord spoke to me? Do you know why I know it's your set time? Because mercy has come to you. Because the Lord has had mercy on you. And when he's had mercy on you, favor flows. So when you begin to receive mercy, get ready for favor. Here is the thing. If you are not experiencing favor in your life, it's time to ask God for mercy. Listen, you know there are certain people that you know that are experiencing some kinds of favor. Do you know people like that? Okay, if you don't know, you know me. All right? So experiencing some levels of favor, and then you begin to wonder, how can this person, especially when you know our history, especially when you know certain things about us, and then you begin to wonder, how is it that this person is experiencing these things? Do you know that left to some people, they will tell God not to favor you? Because they know your history. They know where you are coming from. They know where you've fallen. Are you following? You fell publicly. But they did not know when mercy was dealing with you. When the Lord was showering you with mercy. They were not aware. You know, I found out and I asked the Lord, and I've told you before, I asked God, why me? Why? Why? I'm, I'm not the best human. Can I hear you say amen? amen? Oh, that was really bad. I said I'm not the best human and you said amen. Well, none of us is. Say amen to that. <laughs> but but I thought you know, you know, Pastor Grace says that there's no what was that thing? The gift of niceness. He says niceness is not a fruit of the spirit. Wow. All right, so there are people that have that fruit or that gift, rather, of niceness. Amen. You know, and, and yes, I can be nice, but I, I don't, like, I'm not a man pleaser, if we can put it that way. All right? <laughs> okay, you, you, you know. And, and so you might look and you might think, why would you bless this one, Lord? Why? How will you use this one, Lord? But when your heart is pliable before him. When you are quick to say, Lord, I'm sorry. When you wake up every day and you remember that every single day there is new mercies. When you wake up and you say, Lord, this morning I received fresh mercy from you. So you that saw me yesterday. You that saw my non-niceness. You that saw my frown. You that saw that behavior, this morning you are expecting maybe something bad to happen to me as a result of some of those things. And then you find out that the next day I'm walking in favor. And then you begin to wonder what is happening. It is the mercy of God that precedes that favor. Am I giving you license to be a bad person? And I'm not saying I'm a bad person. But I'm saying to us this morning that it doesn't matter what people think about you. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't even matter what happened this morning. It doesn't matter what you did in traffic. Are you following? If, if he can have mercy on you, then you can be favored. So last week, he poured his mercy on me. And you may be thinking, what sin did you commit? It's not about committing sin. The Bible says it's not of him that wills, nor of him that runs. It is the Lord that shows mercy. So it wasn't about what I was doing wrong. It was about knowing that it's not by my might, that it's not by my power, That is not according to how I can desire it. That is not according to how I can pursue it. It is just his mercy. And so I received mercy. And he says, I will arise. And I will have mercy on Uba. For the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. Did you miss your set time last week? Did you know that it was your set time? Did you realize that last week his mercy came like never before? Like you hadn't experienced? Like you were not so aware of? You know, when we're here, mercy said no. The things that you deserved. He was saying no, even though you deserve this, but no. I won't give it to you. I won't give you that punishment that you deserve. And that's why you can look and expect certain things to happen to me. You don't know that mercy has said no already. And instead of judgment, is favor. And so I started suspecting. What is the reason for this? And, and listen, I'm, when you are... A righteous person when you're a believer. There's nothing wrong with you living your life right. Are you following? I'm not saying we must live recklessly and just keep kneeling down mercy. Say no, please. (laughs) Say no to what I've just done. No, that's not what I'm saying. But the reason why certain people, certain people who you don't expect, like that tax collector. Remember the Pharisee and the tax collector? Yeah? Can we read it quickly? I think it's in Luke, chapter 18. I think from verse 10. Okay. Now two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. Extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. (laughs) I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, could not as much as raise his eyes to heaven. But he beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. And so the difference between you and some other people that are favored is that that other person can come before the Lord, not with self-righteousness. I actually spoke with someone. There was someone who called me one day and was really cross with God. I said, you know, I don't know what's going on. I do all I'm supposed to do. I tithe, just like that guy. I do this, I do that, and I do that. and, And things are not working out as it should. I don't know this nonsense, you know. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, uh, your righteousness is as filthy rags. You, you have approached him with your filthiness. Even though you think you have approached him with your right doing, he looks at those things that you brought to him as filth. And so she approached him, and, she, and I'm like, you, you know what? Wrong attitude what you have brought right now is completely wrong and it will not get you anywhere. You need to go before the Lord and just repent. And continue to tithe. And continue to do all those things you were doing. And allow him to do what he wants to do in your life. And so you find that there are people who you think are not qualified just because you are self-righteous. If you are not experiencing favor as you should, you need to check. Yes, I know there is such a thing as pleading your case before God. But it is not coming in arrogance. Are you following? It is not you coming and saying, well, I've done this and I've done that. I, I, you know, you take everything. I said by this time. Or you coming and you're saying, as beautiful as I am. Hello? How can this person have this relationship before me? I'm finer. I'm better qualified. Are you hearing me this morning? These are things that happen. Even though you're looking straight, it's okay. How can this person, how can that person? Don't, Don't you wonder how people you know, they've abused themselves. You know people who have slept around, hello, who have messed up themselves and then after messing up themselves and you were keeping yourself clean, you never did anything wrong and then that person that messed up is the one that gets the catch. Am I talking? Yes. Have you seen it happen? Then you're like, but Lord, what is happening? I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I didn't, didn't I, you know, you begin to count the things you were doing right. And then, unknown to you, the one who you saw coming out of the person's house, the one who you saw coming out of whatever they call those places where people go, that one you saw coming out of spa, some, the liquor shop, You saw them. That one you saw is the one that comes to bring this man of God. And says, the Lord has blessed me with this. What happened? Because that one went and said, Lord, look at me. I am filthy. I'm not worthy. I've lived a rotten life. Look at me, Lord. Have mercy on me. If, if If you do not have mercy on me, oh God. My life will be worthless and it will be useless. Are you following? While someone else is saying, Lord, just look at me. Even if God, if you were a man, you would have married me. (laughs) Lord, just look the way, I mean, I think I'm all that and more. Are you following? How come? How come things are happening this way for me? And and I'm telling you things, not just about marriage, but in many areas. I'm just speaking one. And don't be offended. says, how come? He says, because you don't know how to humble yourself. Even in the gift that he has given you, you don't know how to humble yourself. So he grants you a gift. He gives you a gift, but it makes you puffed up. Then you're no longer, no one can talk to you anymore because you have a gift. I, I tell you something, you will not grow in that gift just because of that character but you find someone I know someone in the UK many years ago wow (laughs) that lady couldn't sing I promise you (laughs) she couldn't sing at all but she was very passionate you know passionate people who can't sing the ones that we say please just sing at the back but she didn't want that she wanted to sing in front so it got to a time when, you know, we signal the sound guys and we say, just put down that mic. <laughs> but she's still in front and she's still singing. And then some others who are very good at what they do, they don't even pray before coming. Hello, because they have a gift. <laughs> they don't pray, they don't, they don't lay their lives down, none of those things, you know. I can just come and I can just flow. But she will come and she will pray, Lord, let my voice, you know, all the things she was praying. I was so amazed. The next time I saw this lady or I heard her sing, I couldn't believe she was the one. I didn't know God performs miracles like that, (laughs) because I didn't know it was a necessary miracle. I thought there are other things to, you know, there are other miracles to perform. Why would you change a frog voice to, it's not an important miracle. I don't know if you understand. But he changed her voice. And she, up till today as I speak to you, she's an amazing anointed singer. Not because of just the gift that she received, but because of how she humbled herself. Because daily she received mercy from him. And the more mercy she received, the more favor she received. There is favor for us. But mercy has to come. There is favor for us. But we have to humble ourselves first. If we don't humble ourselves, we will not walk in the favor that he has ordained for us. If we don't allow his mercy wash over us, If we feel as if where we are, we deserve it. It's by our might and by our power. Then we're not going to walk in the level of favor that he has reserved for us. And I know that there is favor that I'm supposed to be walking with because it's my set time. And I'm going to see things happening like never before. Amen. Amen. Is that your case? Is that your testimony this morning? Glory be to God. I want us to read the book of Esther chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 14. Uh, Let's go from verse, go up maybe 10. Okay. You all know, I'm assuming you know the story of Esther. She was in the kingdom for a set time. And there was an evil guy, Haman, who had plans. And the plans he had was to what? Destroy the Jews. And the reason why he was going to do all that was because he had an issue with one man. So he, he swore that he was going to destroy them. All right? And Mordecai who I would say is uh, Esther's mentor uncle, sent word to her to let her know this is what is happening. This is what this guy has planned to do. Okay, so we're going to read. Then Esther spoke to Hattaj and gave him a command for Mordecai. And says, all the king's servants... Okay, before I continue reading, obviously Mordecai had said, please go and ask and speak to the king. On our behalf. Okay. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death. That's very hectic, hey? Just for coming, you were not called, you came in and they just killed you. You know, in those days they were hectic, the kings, hey? You have a dream and you don't remember your dream, you kill everybody. You know, uh, you have a dream, you, interpretation is wrong. You, you know, they were very hectic guys. Except that one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. we we'll read to the end. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. Those that know their God. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, "Go, gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan, and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Look here. This is so powerful." He says, "All right, I need to have audience with the king, and I need to have favor with the king, but I can't approach the king anyhow. For me to have favor with the king, there has to be a disposition. And so she said, "Go and start fasting. In other words, repent for me if there is a need. I will also fast and I will pray. I will prepare myself because fasting brings you you, you have a contrite heart. Amen. You, have a, you humble yourself in fasting. And so he says, I'll prepare myself. I'll humble myself. The Lord himself will have mercy on me. So that by the time I approach this guy, the story will be different. This lady did not get up and say, I'm the queen. I have a right. I can speak to the king. And he can give me what I have asked for. Do you know that sometimes that's how we approach God? We come before God, you know, like we are the all-knowing ones. We approach God as if he's our servant. And we are, you know, his master. And then we approach him and we're placing orders. Lord, you do this. And when you finish with that, you do that. And we begin to give him orders left, right, and center. And you think you can have favor that way? Amen? No, you cannot have favor that way. She bowed herself to fasting and prayer. She bowed herself. She brought herself to the place of humility before she could approach the king. Chapter 5. Let's look at verse 1. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across the king's house while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found what? That she found what? She found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther, the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half of the kingdom. Excuse me. What did she do? Do you think is the robe she was wearing that caused him to say, I will give you half of the kingdom. What, what did she have on her? She had favor. And the reason she had that favor is because she had humbled herself. He resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. Grace is unmerited favor. When you humble yourself, you begin to walk in favor. And so because she took her time, she didn't just get up and say, you, he's my husband. Are there wives in this house that sometimes, huh, you don't just approach the man anyhow? Are there people like that? Where you're not saying, after all, he's my husband. I can just tell him, you know. There are times you have to sit back and say, Lord, as I speak, grant me favor. Does it happen to you? Why? uh, You know what is funny? I'm seeing the wives. Let me show you. It's unfortunate that they will not see this. The the wives are going. (laughs) They don't want their husbands to know they're saying, yeah, they're just. uh... Because it's like you're exposing something here. No, but husband, you need to know that we're not just getting up and going for certain things. That sometimes we're like, "Mm, okay, this is a big request. Lord, just grant me grace. In fact, cover me with your glory. Amen. This queen did not walk up to her husband because she would have been dead. She first of all humbled herself in prayer. Humbled herself, sought the mercy of God. Humbled herself, sought the favor of God. Now, if you are favored by God, who is the man that will not favor you? And by the time she got the favor of that man, what did he? He was ready to part with anything. I was saying to you that from last week, I was walking in some funny kind of favor. Where I became afraid that somebody wanted something from me. Meanwhile, the person wants nothing. But as I said, if I had probably asked for half that kingdom, it would have come to me. Because of the favor of the Lord. Are you hearing me this morning? Your set time for favor is here. Amen. I said, Your set time for favor is here. Amen. And because the Lord has had mercy on you, you'll begin to walk in unusual favor. It's not just me declaring to you. It is what the Lord is saying. I'm just his mouthpiece this morning. I'm saying to you, amen, that because of the mercies of the Lord, because he has arisen on your behalf, and he has had mercy, because he has overlooked your transgressions, because he has overlooked your shortcomings, because he has overlooked certain things as a result of you humbling yourself, your set time to be favored is here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. I want to read that quickly. It says, and Jesus increased in wisdom. Can we read it together? And Jesus increased in and stature and in favor with God and man. And so I realized... That I can walk in increased favor. I realize that it is possible. Because like I said to us before. I know that you've been experiencing favor here and there. But if Jesus increased. If Jesus grew in that area. Then it means we can begin to experience higher levels. And higher dimensions of favor. Amen. If Jesus was able to increase. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture. Second Peter 1 verse 2 to 4 Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord I want to read that again Grace and peace be multiplied do you know you you've so many times you've read when it says grace and peace be multiplied you know what it's saying to you favor be multiplied a merited favor, let it be multiplied. He's saying to you, 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 you know you're working in a particular level right now but uh, it can be multiplied. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Keep going. As his divine power has given to you all the things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. By which we have been has been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. He says grace and peace can be multiplied to you through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now here's the thing. We're happy to sit back and let favor just be rolling in. But do you know that there's a part you also have to play for certain levels of favor? For you to increase in certain le- to certain heights and levels of favor, you need to increase in the knowledge of God. Amen. In other words, there are gifts you've been given. Ryan, what a grace on your life. Let's assume this is the grace of, what would you like? I was going to say that, but I wanted you to say it. So this grace of preaching has been given. It's unmerited favor. You didn't ask for it while you were yet in your mother's womb. He had already called you to do this. And so he gives you this, but keep it folded. And so you're walking in some dimensions of that grace. All right? But there are levels of the grace that you need to operate in, isn't it? And for you to operate in the next level of favor, the next level of grace, you need to increase your knowledge in the word of God. The increase of your knowledge in the word shows you how to begin to manipulate this gift that you have. When you can increase in the knowledge, you become more effective with the gift that you have. So, if you just take this and say, I I have a gift. I have a gift. Uh, wow, Wow, what favor? There is favor, favor on my, favor on my life. It's true, you are favored, but there will be no increase There'll be no, there'll be no increase. You will not move to a new height, to a new dimension. Jesus himself had to increase in favor and his way of increasing was through the knowledge of God. And so if you are going to increase in favor, don't sit back and kneel down only because you've heard that grace, that uh, favor comes through mercy. So all you do is kneel down, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Only mercy I need. No, he says, get into the word. Get an understanding of how to use that gift. Listen to me. Joseph, if he did not increase his skill, you know, the Lord gave him the gift of dreams and interpretation. How many of you have the gift of dreams? When I say, I'm not talking about, those dreams where you were just playing and eating. and you, you know the dreams when you are full. No. I'm talking about when you've had a dream, an encounter. You've had a divine encounter. And you've heard God. How many of you have had that? What did you do to get it? You just slept. Nothing. You did nothing for that gift. All right? You did nothing. But do you know... That if you do not press further, you, you have this dream, you don't press further, you don't get into the word, you don't search, you don't, you don't desire interpretation. Are you following? You don't move beyond. I dreamt a dream, and I dreamt again. And you're looking for who interpreted all the time. If you don't go beyond that, you will not you will not be placed before Pharaoh. Do you see a man that is diligent? in the gift, in that unmerited favor, in that thing that he did not work for, that he received. He says he will not stand before mere men. He will stand before kings. So Joseph was a guy who had been using this gift. When this person said, I dreamt, he interpreted. The next person said, I dreamt, he interpreted. He was busy, busy working on that that gift, increasing in that area. And by the time they needed to interpret the dream of Pharaoh, They said there is a guy. There is a guy. He knows what to do. He knows how to interpret dreams. And because of that ability, that favor that he received, he was able to go to new levels. Are you following me this morning? He was able to go to new heights. So what am I saying to us this morning? Number one, your set time for favor is here. The reason why your set time is here is because he has had mercy on you. So, from this day, you begin to walk in favor like never before. All right? You say amen to that. But now I'm saying to you that you also need to increase in that favor. Now, that's where you have to do some work. And so, the amen now will not be as high. Because it requires certain things from you. The part where it requires you just saying, Lord, have mercy, and you are favored, you are okay with it. But you need to know that there are levels of favor you need to begin to walk in. And the reason you walk in that level is because of what? Increase. It's because you have increased in the knowledge of God. Amen. 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 Are you, am I talking to you this Amen. morning? There's some people looking at me as if I'm not talking to them. Uh-huh. No, like, Am I talking to you? Amen. Amen. The Bible says that favor is a shield. It's a defense. Yeah. And so this morning, I want you to know that if you want to be shielded, if, you want, if your back is pressed against the wall, you need to be favored. Even by, you know, the very people that pressed your back to the wall can turn around and favor you when they've pushed you and wanting to throw you off the cliff, and you are able to walk through them and go on a higher place, then it tells you, it tells you that you've been favored. Now, if you begin to realize that there's so many reasons why I need the favor of God, then you're going to begin to press in for favor. If you begin to realize that he's saying, this is my set time, but do you know that there's a possibility of missing your set time? You can miss your set time of favor. I said to you, last Sunday was a set time. You, do you know that some of us might have missed that set time? Yeah. I'm saying to you, today is your set time. Amen. Are you going to sit here and miss the set time? Wow. If, and, and I'm saying to you, Joseph, the reason why he was able to operate the way he did when his set time came is because he had been increasing. He had been increasing. So I want to encourage us this morning. I want to encourage us this morning, not only to begin to press in further, to walk in deeper levels, higher levels of favor, but also to to humble ourselves before the Lord, to be people who know that he gives grace and favor to them that are humble. We can lay our lives down, we can humble ourselves, that we will no longer be people who, you know, carry ourselves in a particular way, puffed up. Allowing what the little that we have, the little that we have been given, stuff that they gave you to still puff you up. You know the intelligence that you were given. Do you know that it was nothing you did? But if you allow it puff you up, you'll never get to the level you're supposed to. Or that beauty that you have. If you allow it puff you up, you'll never get to the level. Ruth was a woman who was highly favored. She was favored. And because of that favor, she got married to an incredible man. But you see, one thing you would take out of her life was that she was a woman that was mentored. She was a woman that humbled herself enough to be mentored. And that's how come when the time came for her, it was the counsel of Naomi. That she followed. Amen. It is possible for you to miss your set time. Because you do not follow counsel. It is possible for you to miss your set time. Because you feel as if I know better. I, I, I think I know what to do. I got this. I think I know. I went to school for this. I studied this. Meanwhile, the person that is mentoring you. Is telling you, you go the opposite direction. Don't miss your set time. Because you refuse to humble yourself. Don't miss your set time because you are an all-knowing person. God is the only all-knowing. Your set time is here. Amen. Amen. Can you just rise up on your feet this morning? This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.